0: In this special episode, Andile and Liso reconnect with an old friend, Amuhelang Lekwadu. Amo is a political science graduate, turned fast food entrepreneur, blogger, and podcast manager. In this episode, she shares her journey within the entrepreneurship crucible and the importance of communities within this space.
1: Through this podcast, we seek to create a space. A space of refuge for entrepreneurs taking their first few steps into the severe test and trial that is entrepreneurship. The Crucible, a podcast by Andine and Niso.
0: Hello and welcome back everyone to The Crucible podcast, thank you so much for lending us your ear. Today's episode is a very special episode. For the first time in this season, we have a guest, and I don't want to say too much. I will hand over to you, Am, to introduce yourself to our audience. Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you've been, where you come from, where you are, what you do. And I think we'll, we'll kick off the conversation from there.
2: Thank you, Andile. Hi, everybody, I suppose. I'm Amo Lokwadu. In short, I guess I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a freelance podcast writer and podcast manager. I'm also currently a great blogger. I am just started my blogging journey, but um, that's also what I currently do. And um, that's basically my story. I don't know if you want me to really expand on that.
1: I think for me, it would be interesting if you would really expand on that. What kind of ventures are you currently busy with? Just a bit more meat.
2: Oh, no, Definitely. Um, in terms of uh, freelance writing and how I started the journey is that in 2020, I started working as a, a virtual assistant. So during that journey, I ended up meeting somebody who was doing a podcast at the time and they needed me to basically manage the podcast. And as the journey kept going, as the relationship kept growing, I then started writing her intros and outros. Um, basically her interview questions and basically the meat of her entire podcast and from there I kind of realized that hey I actually enjoy doing this and so I moved away from being a virtual assistant because one of the disadvantages was that um, most of my clients are from the United States or different countries and the times were never working out so I transitioned from being a complete virtual assistant into being a podcast writer. So currently I work on different podcasts. Uh, usually most of my clients I get them through an app. I'm not sure if I should mention the app's name but I get them through an app and that's how I get most of my clients and as the transition from writing I then discovered that a lot of people actually struggle with getting their podcast started or figuring out the structure of their podcast and getting the meat for their podcast and I started creating a space or you know, a platform as part of my writing where I actually manage people's podcasts to help them create the structure, uh, help them pitch their podcasts, help them create pitches and all of that and that's currently like my main thing that I'm also doing. It's been a very interesting journey. I think I've been in it for the past year and a half now. Um, it gets interesting because you work on different podcasts every single day or every other week because you get a different client every now and then And the topics are always fascinating. I know that for one, I'm working on right now is on sports, health, and science. And I'm just sitting here like, I know nothing. I know absolutely nothing about it. But doing the research and getting involved in the podcast itself is fascinating. I've never said no to a job because I always think that there's room to learn. So that's how my journey has been in podcast writing and management. Um, In terms of writing or blogging, I've actually had this thing where I do long WhatsApp threads and basically the threads would be just about anything random that I enjoyed, whether it's a book review or I'm talking about a meal I created that did not go right or I'm venting about some social issue or something that matters to me. And from that experience alone, I started feeling, okay, maybe I need to put this on a bigger platform and luckily people in my circle, or as I call them, my tribe, we're like, no, definitely, please do that. And um, I think I wanted to do it for the past two years, but I didn't know how to go about doing it. So I think I spent two years trying to figure it out. And eventually this year, I started blogging officially and I built my own website. Okay, in all fairness, I was using a, a what do you might know, call, a template, but I did build my own website. So, you know, props to that. And that's how I started my blogging journey. So the entire blog is There's three main parts to it. One, it's book reviews because I believe in venting about books. And there's a whole community of readers out there who need to know how unimpressed I am with an author or something that happened in a story. And mostly just to also use that story or whatever I'm reading to relate certain things about my life. I also blog about everything that happens in my life, basically, or to a certain degree. Uh, For example, one of my latest um, blog posts was about... Um, endometriosis, which I just got diagnosed with last year. So it was very interesting to unpack that and educate people about that alone. So that's kind of what my whole blog post is supposed to do. In as much as I'm telling people unnecessary information about my life, I'm also educating at the same time. I call it uncensored realities because that's what it basically is. And I also blog about food simply because I love food and I'm always trying something new. And it's always a great experience to try and share that. And the meat of everything that I do, and I think the reason I'm here, uh, is my entrepreneurship journey. I own a small eatery or, or fast food restaurant called Seasons Burgers and Wings. Um, It started in 2020 November Um, because my family pushed me to do it. You know, lockdown, we ate a whole lot of homemade food. So I was creating recipes and doing things at home. And everybody was like, OK, so, you know, employment is not happening. What's plan B? And. This little baby became plan B and being added for, I think this is our second year now. Yeah, this is our, this is our second year. And I think that just basically sums up everything about me.
1: Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, when we said we could expand, when we said you could expand, why <laughs> did you expand? <laughs> Ooh, okay, I think you, you've you said something that's really, really interesting. You, you talked about things that matter to you. I mean, um, for, for the audience, um, me and you, I think I met you back, was it 2015, 2014? Somewhere there. 14, um mm. when, we, when we met about six, seven years ago now. Uh, the, I'm, I remember the political science student um, so different to the one that's… <laughs> articulating yourself here today um i just want to understand perhaps where does this journey start uh, how do you become interested in entrepreneurship and um what kind of platforms do you become involved in i think th- this might actually lead uh, audience to how do we actually come to know each other
2: <laughs> yes 2014 in actors Oh, my goodness. That, that was such a ride. That was such a ride. Um, I don't think I've ever had an entrepreneurship bone or ever thought I would be here. I, I would not lie. The goal, you know, the dream was to um, finish school. I got an internship. I was doing my honors. You know, I was I was on that track to being a nine to five girl. So getting into entrepreneurship was never something that I had envisioned ever not even close. I would not have woken up and chose it, but I guess it chose me. So I don't know if that necessarily answers the question. But um, I think that people often say you're born to be an entrepreneur or, you know, it's in the blood or it runs in the family. Okay, granted, my grandmother was actually an entrepreneur, if we call it, but technically she was. I mean, she was selling alcohol and homemade alcohol and stuff, but you no. Know, It runs in the blood, but it was never something that I thought that I could actually jump in and say, hey, I'm doing this. This is now my journey. This is who I'm going to become. It took way longer for me to actually decide that, you know, to actually listen to my family saying, you have to do this. So I think that's where my journey comes from. And, you know, it's so interesting that you should mention where we met all of those years back, because um, I actually found a few meals here and there where we were talk where we were talking about um I2 can and it just hit me how that you're right that ammo would have definitely not been on this platform. Firstly, I would definitely not have even created the space for myself because I would have been too shy and the changes that happened over the six, seven years were different. And I think more than anything I would have maybe pursued writing over creating a space as an entrepreneur. Um to be fair, I don't think I necessarily had a know a community like in access to say post or leaving it but i have had the privilege of being around friends and groups where they are mainly entrepreneurs and if they're not like a nine to five most of my friends are entrepreneurs or they're freelancers and in that space so what that created was that the foundation came in the sense of normalcy it created room for me to be like okay this is a possibility and this is how you can go about doing it what from my oh my gosh my recollection of inactives was that if ever perhaps I had you know furthered with it even down the line and carried it into where I am right now one thing that it would have ignited is innovation point blank innovation being a part of such communities creates space for innovation and creativity which is something that kind of came into how my business itself formed and as much as I was looking at doing things simple or you know, pre-packaged and pre-made and all of that, the authenticity and the innovation came into what is the gap in the market and what is missing from there. So that's what I would say would be the importance of such communities or such groups.
0: So um, I'm I'm, interested. Um, I'm, I'm hearing you speak about friends and communities that have been there. You also touched earlier on about the previous sort of mind state where you're all about being a a nine-to-five girl and so on and so forth. I want you, I want to ask you to take us through those first couple of years post-university, between then and sort of where your businesses are now, some of those dark times. How did you find yourself dealing with those tough times at the beginning of your entrepreneurial journey and this is now post post university what are some of the things that or the gremlins that you've had to deal with and how did you become the woman or the lady that we are we are with today on this platform
2: um okay (laughs) you give me way too much credit (laughs) but (laughs) um remember my on... <laughs> my entrepreneurship journey started in 2020, right? Late 2020. So early 2020 was when the COVID started, right? March. That ammo had no intention of being in business. That's the first thing you need to think about. Um, I did not have the concept of business or entrepreneurship or any of that in mind. So 2020 to March to 2020 November. A shift started happening. One it came, like I mentioned, in the form of family pushing me to selling, right? Selling my product, selling my burgers, basically. And for me, it was a matter of, one, my location. Where am I? Who in heaven's name is going to buy any of this thing that I'm trying to sell? I'm from the rural. It's not like... (laughs) For lack of a better reference, and I apologize if I offend anyone. Um, for example, Eastern Cape has like deep rurals and you can distinguish the separation or you know, separate the two. But my rural is not like super, super rural. We have access to a lot of things and we're not far from the road. Town is like an hour away, yes, but it's it's a bit developed. And so that was the first thing. I was trying to figure out if I'm selling this product, who am I gonna sell to? It definitely might not be the students here because we are from low-income households around here, so definitely not students. That was the first mindset that I had to now try to challenge. Convincing myself to do it means finding a target audience. One, it was definitely not students. I looked around, and lucky for me, there's a police station, there's um, a hospital, there's a garage, and there's a circuit, yeah, school circuit around me. That is, like, the main bread and butter for me and as well as like surrounding minds so that was like the first you know challenge that I had to overcome who am I now selling to now the second thing was how am I even going to do this in the first place and you know what's so crazy about my journey is that I actually only started with 2,500 rands absolutely nothing else in the bank (laughs) because between March and November I had went through all of my savings so I had to now Start from the bottom with only 2,500 rands, which I loaned from my mom, actually. And that was also the second step into starting, changing my mindset. Okay, when I went to buy the ingredients and the equipment, that's when it hit me. We are now entering a different phase, entrepreneurial. And now the third issue with that was I knew absolutely nothing about running a business. I will not lie. I combed through YouTube. I combed through Google, and it still was empty. And luckily for me, like I mentioned, I have a community or friends who are on, who are in entrepreneurship. So the first person that I did eventually head to is my aunt, their sister, says Andronika or Ruth. She owns a massive catering company. So because she's in the food industry, she then became my mentor. She's the one who literally got me to where I am today. So that was the first community that I, that built or carried me. Secondly, I already had like a touch base of people who were interested in the stuff that I was creating. So luckily there was now that market, there was that open space. I hope I'm still in the same trajectory here and I'm not losing you.
0: Right on point.
2: Okay. Um, and so that became the second thing, right? Or rather the third or fourth, as I've mentioned. And that was now became my mentor. Since Andrew became my mentor, she now carried me, told me what to do, what not to do and introduced me to certain things. But there was still a gap. I knew nothing about entrepreneurship. And then the third community that I amazingly found myself in was through Twitter. It's, it's, they actually sell like those card machines. It's called Yoko. So Yoko then became where I was now. And I'm still getting every single thing I need to know about entrepreneurship or being in business. But I will not even lie that even today, I know nothing. And I know I mean I say I know nothing because there's still something that I'm learning every single day that's new, that's different, especially about the industry that I'm in. And then secondly, the other two, and then two many people who were the the crux of this was my mom and my best friend Joy. So what happened was that Joy is an tender in yeah, tenderpreneurship. So he was able to now help me understand or navigate certain things that came to that on, you know building and growing and how to get my name out there and this and that. And my mom was more of the neat. This is what you do. This is what you don't do. This is how you operate. This is what you don't do. And luckily, my business partner is actually my little sister. Uh, We put money together and went in together. So she was also now the person who can become the point with everybody else around me. So that becomes my little community. And as I was growing, as I was learning and developing, through Yoko, I learned about um, Investec. They have this entrepreneurship school that they actually created, which now becomes my other community that I became a part of. And that's where I now started learning everything. Now that course was like 12 weeks. One of the best things that has ever happened to me. And I always tell everybody who's starting out, please, please, please sign up for it. You can get a bursary quite quickly, like definitely sign up for it. And that's where I got the meat into running a business. Now, I started my business without a business plan, without any cash flow or understanding of business financials or any of that. I was clueless. So came in investing. So in as much as I was getting so much information and tips and trades from my friends and family and those small communities of people who are already in entrepreneurship that I followed on Twitter or Instagram, I still did not know much. So through Investec, the startup school, yeah, it's called Investec startup entrepreneurship startup school. They actually helped me to gain the knowledge that I have in terms of running a business. And that kind of brings me where I am today. Um, and in terms of my mindset shift, it's, it's constantly changing because one thing about entrepreneurship that they definitely talk about, but I think it also still comes back shocking is how taxing it is. I definitely don't see myself going back to a nine to five because I like the flexibility that comes with, you know, being my own boss. But at the same time, you kind of miss the security that comes with a nine to five or you miss the stability that comes with that. And, you know, an entrepreneurship is extremely taxing when things are not going right. And, you know, to dive and I hope there's also room for me to dive into the challenges of that. As for example, when I started with my journey, there was a peak and by the peak it means that it was a new product on the market everybody was excited to be a part of it everybody wanted to buy everybody was there and remember i'm still operating from home at the time even now actually i still cook at my mom's little stove and you know my little uh, burger flip station in the garage but that was the thing the peak was everybody wanted to come in everybody wanted to get that so now we have to work past the hype so when the hype that dies down and everybody is now comfortable with what they have. And, you know, they've had everything on the menu. Consistency comes in terms of can I retain customers? I'm blessed enough to actually have the customers um, who stay loyal to the brand and everything. But then came a slope, right? The slope came in terms of I was now not having regular customers anymore. And, you know, it's so crazy. And I don't think people will believe me if I say that there was actually times when I wouldn't have a single customer for an entire week. You would market, you put your product out there. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) I know, crazy. Crazy. (laughs) So I would, you know, still go out on the streets and I will put out flyers and I will, you know, be uh, active on Facebook. But I, I stuck with social media. So my little sister would be very active on Facebook, posting content, creating content, or just putting out information out there. We'll talk to anybody who wants to listen. But there was still a slope. And then what happens when that slope happens? is that A, the excitement and all of that about the business goes away. Now I have to put in passion. Last year, April, I sat down and I was like, I'm giving this baby six months. If in six months she doesn't pick up to where I needed to pick up, I'm closing shop because I cannot deal with the disappointment that comes with not having a customer. And then my mom was like, do you honestly think that every small business that has started had that abundance every single day? And that's the only thing that pushed me. But now the issue with that was because I was the only one that was doing everything, it became a problem. My little sister had to move away due to personal reasons. So she was no longer at home to now help me build this business. So here I am. I'm the one that cooks. I deal with customers, which, by the way, is something I'm really not good at. Um, I have to interact with customers. I have to do literally everything, the business planning, the money, the stock buying, the this and that. And then it became overwhelming. So another challenge that comes with entrepreneurship is how overwhelming the process is when you do everything on your own. And the thing is, I was not in a space or still I'm not in a space where I could hire people. So that means when an order comes in and I have a script that I'm writing, I have to leave my script, go and do an order, come back and write my podcast script and then go back to do an order. And that was basically my day. And so what I realized I created was now lack of balance. So that's another issue that comes, or another challenge that comes with entrepreneurship. The balance that existed with my life was not there anymore. One, I did not have a social life. I've never had a social life granted post-varsity. Nobody tells you that that does not happen anymore. So,
1: yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I also, you know... (laughs) I just can't help. You really do not tell us that there's no more potting. It's not there. It's not
1: there. Like it, it, it so. just shifts. You, 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 People think when you uh, move from uh, high school to 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 varsity, you begin to adult. Uh, and, and not at all. Uh, the adulting starts when you when you leave varsity, and and that shift is is so. Uh, mind-boggling yeah i, I remember mm. at home like literally i'm I, I come home and i've got an little intern job that i have and my mother's like okay you need to uh, help with the gas you need to help with this and at that point in time i'm still trying to find myself i'm still trying to think what business i start and there black tax, there bills um parting is so far from the mind so i want to agree with you on that one Uh, i can relate
2: the days when i missed being in varsity i was like that that was not stressful you think failing a module was stressful no best time ever come this (laughs) side um i was just gonna finish off with the challenge um, of balance and address balancing in terms of entrepreneurship yes please Um, Okay, so what I wanted to say about the lack of balance is that because I'm juggling so many things at the same time, um, what it does is you lack balance. And that's something that nobody warned me about. And as I mentioned, even though I take away my social life, even independently, I did not have balance. And now currently I'm running three things at once. I'm blogging, I'm freelancing, and I'm running a business. There is not enough time in the hours in the day to get everything done and that's something I wish could you know could be expanded on a bit more because now the issue becomes because there's nobody else to push the passion that I'm pushing I have to do everything and burnout happens so many times I don't recall how many times I had breakdowns and then I'll just switch off my business phone and go to my grandma's place because I could not take it anymore so I Another challenge or something that I'm still actually working through is finding the balance between entrepreneurship, living my best life and doing everything else that I love. Because, for example, writing or blogging, the intention right now is not for financial gain, but a space for me to continue just expressing myself. So so it has to constantly be that thing that becomes a balance into my life. And entrepreneurship, unfortunately, does not reward us that much time. So, if you have a nine-to-five and you're being paid good, stick to it.
1: I, I beg to differ. Uh, I'm not sure about the being paid good part, <laughs> but really, I am craving moving into the entrepreneurial space full time. I think Amo, you've said something that's so profound there in terms of the challenges and the headspace, and you know, having to retreat. Um, At times, when when you're not in your best shape uh, mentally, retreat from business, go back into Mm. your grandmother's place. I think, again, I just want you to highlight what benefit uh, does that now give to you to say you actually have a place to retreat back into. Uh, Again, bringing back that, you know, constant theme that we've been talking about of communities you're able to i know it's something other people don't have you know they they don't they have the grandmother they have the mother they have the father but they don't have a mother or a grandmother to retreat back into what 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 advantage does that then give to you in this journey um
2: it's so sad actually that my grandma passed last year Um, February due to cancer but that was actually a very great safe space for me so what benefit it has is that uh, for example I live and work from home right which by the way is a transition on its own but like I said because everything was running in the exact same space where my business is here home is here there was never I wake up in the morning and I leave and I come back I got overwhelmed being in the same space all the time And the issue with that is that, like I mentioned, it was my passion and my dream to pursue and push and nobody else's. So there's nobody else to carry when I'm not not feeling my best. Everybody around me continuously expects me to show up at my best. And recognizing that I'm not is not always easy. With the benefit of having a space, and I, and I like to say to people, a space should not just be like a physical place that you go to. It has to be something that you enjoy. Um, just to quote something that I learned some time back was that you should do something that you love and do something that makes you money and do something that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I mentioned right now that my now safe space is when I blog. It becomes a space where I step away from, I cannot handle business right now. I cannot handle writing scripts right now. So for these two days, I'm not going to do any of that. I'm going to switch off my phone and I'm just going to blog or I'm going to read a book or I'm just going to go sit outside. You know, funny enough, I hardly ever sit outside. So a space is not necessarily like a physical environment that you can go to, or like you can always go to your friend's place or something. It's simple things like, taking a walk I think it's some things like you know like a therapist would say when you have an anxiety or something take a walk outside or step away from your computer little things like that are actually what creates the balance for me it's not easy to be able to say I'm leaving completely I remember last year I did it so much my customers were like at some point like asking me do you want to be here or not and I'm like guys I'm tired what do you mean I do but I'm tired and I think what people need to always remember when they're tired and it's something I learned actually in, in tech is that when you're so tired and the passion is not there anymore and the money's not there anymore, you need something else to push you or give you another reason to do the business. And that's what Stepping Away does for you. It lo- It allows you to have clarity on what you're creating and what you're doing. As a small business, When you're not seeing growth, when you're not seeing the money, when you're not seeing people, it starts to feel like you made a huge mistake. It starts to feel like this was a bad idea. I should not have put all my eggs in this basket. I should not have done this. But if you actually decided, okay, I'm gonna close my laptop or I'm gonna step away from checking emails every single time to see if I have an order or checking my phone and I just breathe. By the time you come back from breathing, you actually are in a better place to keep pushing. And that's what it did for me. Remember, I mentioned that I had given it six months. It's way past six months now. But that's because whenever I was not seeing what I wanted to see, I stepped back and be like, okay, do I really just only care about the money? Okay, yes. But do I also care about what I'm creating and what market I'm trying to penetrate and the difference I'm trying to create? And the answer was yes. And and that's how I create it. That's how I create my balance, and I hope that helps somebody else out there.
0: No, I'm you you've dropped so many gems in this short time that we've been together, um, and and I I want us to to move to a uh, a reflective state. You know, mm. you, you said earlier that the Amor that we met, uh, you know, six seven years ago. Would not have thought about being in the space, would not have thought about creating these opportunities for herself and those around her. And, and when you look back at that, um, what, how would you advise her, um, to go about navigating this life thing, navigating this entrepreneurship thing? Where would you point her to in terms of communities? What sort of um, mind state, um, or what sort of mental shift um, would you advise that Amo to make at that time? That took you, you know, this time to learn. What would you advise her? If you looked at almost six, seven years ago, um, how would you advise it to navigate life? How would you advise it to navigate entrepreneurship?
2: This actually ties into one of my favorite codes, which is actually the first thing that you see when you get onto my website is it's a code about starting over. Basically, do not be afraid to start over as many times as possible. If you don't like the life you're living, if you don't like what you're doing, start over. And honestly, I wish somebody had told me that years ago, or I had told myself that years ago, because it would have eliminated the fear of failing at something, of the fear of starting something as well. And like I mean, this Amo who started in twenty twenty had the fear of failure of starting and of just putting herself out there. One thing I've always <laughs> believed that I excelled at was being invisible, um, not in a literal sense, but like. Being so far away from society or the front line that that actually stopped me from, you know, putting myself out there. I know that almost six years ago, who was presenting in actors was probably loud and bold, and probably still sound like that. But I'm still a very shy human being, and I wish I could tell her to be even louder and even bolder, and not to be so fearful of the unknown. Because I think more than anything. Even right now, as I make decisions about where my business is going or where my podcasting is going, one thing that has carried me was if I fail at this point, it's okay, try something new. If I fail at making money this month, it's okay, we try again next week. If I don't need, if I, because I, you know, if I pull more money now, it's okay, we try again tomorrow. If I'm gonna be broke tomorrow morning, it's okay money will come from somewhere which by the way is something I always want to tell people guys money will always find you I could be at my lowest but my has failed some way, somehow money will locate you but I wish that also that I knew how to put herself out there a bit more I think it also still back, again ties in into the fear of you know being seen of being recognized of what people will think about me your baturasotina syndrome is very very, very hard. And it's another thing or another mindset that I actually carried when I started my business was uh, what happened to now that political science Amo who is now sitting in offices with the premiers in Gauteng or the ministers, that Amo is not there anymore. That Amo that was bragging about being in that life, she's gone. Now you're the Amo who's selling burgers. And before anybody thinks, oh, my gosh, it's such an amazing business. Oh, you're doing amazing. or you're selling food. So that mindset, that belief in myself, I wish that I had I had the same belief everybody else had in me. Because another thing is, like I said, everybody else pushed me to become this person because they saw something that I didn't, and I still said no multiple times before I eventually said, Okay, I'm gonna do this. So I think at the end of the day, for anybody trying to get into entrepreneurship or studying a new career or studying a whole new something about themselves, it kind of comes back to having faith in yourself and allowing yourself to fail. Because what's the point of doing something if you're not going to fail at it? Because that means if you're excited at it so much, you're probably not doing it right. There's got to be some point where it does not go right so you can keep learning and keep refining and keep getting better. And I think that's what I would tell her.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um yeah
1: i I just i just want to i just want to breathe say yeah (laughs) but before you close i I just want to i just want to come in there a little bit on something (laughs) that she's saying about uh, bazwatina band it's something that's been been hitting me for a very very long time also you know i started accounting um you know all of a sudden i'm Mm. asking people to uh you know, record funerals, to logos, you, weren't you supposed to be a CA? No, that, mm-hmm. that That has been, you know, something that has been haunting me for a very long time. And really, I found that this was very much an internal conversation that I was having with myself, more than that a conversation that people were having about me. Yes, maybe in corners and pockets, uh, two or three people irrelevant to the grander scheme of things are having those conversations. But really, um, in the grander scheme of things, it was a conversation that I was having with myself that clients, prospects, and and, and people who possibly would use my service um, were never interested in. So I think really what what, what I'm taking away is... The conversations that you have with yourself need to shift. They need to be one of uh, abundance, one of it's possible, one of it's part of the process than rather limiting yourself or or self-judging and saying no. I think for that, I want to thank you, Amo. Um, It's something that I've been struggling with also myself and hearing you talk about shifting from, you know, um, politics, analysts, you know, premiers and into the space that and the journey you in now and the communities that you're beginning to find yourself and grow in now. It's it's reassuring very much even for me.
2: Thank you.
0: So um mm-hmm. um as we look to close okay, um you you you've basically split yourself into three or four. Um and we want to know where we can find you. Where can we get those scrumptious burgers? Where can we go and read about you venting? Um, how do we enlist your services as, as a podcast manager? I mean, on the Crucible podcast, um, you you never know what may come up. Where do we find you for these different services and offerings? Um, and, and, and tell us a little bit more um, about, um how we access those those services where we find you.
2: Um okay <laughs> if you're ever in Limpopo um Burgersville town I'm on the outskirts of town it's a little, little cute little v- village so um that's where my business is and I'm so happy to actually announce it here is that I actually just bought my mobile kitchen. <laughs> and i'm moving out of home <laughs> into a mobile kitchen on the first of april i just bought all my equipment i just bought all the food that i'm gonna need for at least three months to run the business so i am so excited that actually my mobile kitchen might just be everywhere in south africa in the next year or so so that's the first thing <laughs> um thank you thank you so much and in terms of seeing or knowing more about my business you can find us on instagram or facebook at seasons burgers and wings you can literally google us and you'll kind of it will you know help direct you there Uh, in terms of my freelance writing and podcast management services you can definitely just send me an email at amo.legwadu at gmail.com and i can you know And we'll take it from there and have a conversation around that. And if you want to read more about me venting about everything and sharing unnecessary details about my life to strangers, um, my website is um, Dot Is it Squarespace at the moment? Yes.com. But hopefully it will change in the near future. But yeah, in the meantime, just find me on Instagram. I'm mostly active on Instagram and Twitter. My handle is on Instagram, it's amo.m.l. And on Twitter, it's amo underscore guadu.
1: Yeah.
0: Perfect. Um, I think we'll take all of those details. We'll also add them to the meeting notes for all our listeners who would possibly like to enlist your services or just follow you and your journey and and support you and and your businesses. Thank you thank i don't think we can thank you enough um, um for today um it, you know these conversations you know they you, you try and plan them out you you've got a whole plan of how you're going to run mm. the episode but they take a turn um and and that's what makes them authentic and valuable um and insightful for all of us you know for us the two of us on the podcast but for all of our listeners as well so thank you, thank you so much for taking time out. Thank you for opening yourself up and your businesses up for us to take a peek inside, listen and learn from you. Um, it, it's something that we cannot take for granted. Um, and we wish you all the very best. Um, the next time I'm in Limbopo, I'm definitely hitting you up um, for those burgers. Um, And who knows, um, maybe uh, we can have you as more of a regular feature on the Crucible podcast. Um, We never really know uh, where this journey takes us. But with all of that said, thank you so much. We really appreciate your contribution in tonight's episode. And again, all the best with your businesses.
2: Thank you so much. I think one thing that I just want to leave everybody, I always say pray meditate and journal every single day it will definitely change your life so thank you for having me i really enjoyed this and i'll love to come back someday in the future when i'm a multi-millionaire perhaps
1: hey now (laughs) sounds like it's going to be soon since you'd be having your mobile uh, kitchen all over the country Let's have you back soon as a millionaire. We we want to host millionaires, you know, Uh, and uh, proximity, it seems like you're the one. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Uh, Goodbye.
2: All right. Thank you so much.